Welcome to Fostering Solutions, a podcast that uplifts people and enterprises making positive impact in communities around the world. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Foster. My guest today on the Maximizing with Michelle Maximizing Impact series is Melanie Seiler. Melanie is with Active Southern West Virginia. Thanks, Melanie, for making time to chat with me. It's wonderful to be here. Thank you. All righty. Tell the audience about yourself. Who is Melanie Seiler? Well, I am a Fayette County resident in Southern West Virginia and the executive director with Active Southern West Virginia. I was the founding executive director since 2015. Mm -hmm. It's a wonderful role, um, challenging but wonderful to be able to meet the needs of people wanting to improve their health and wellness, and the added benefits of social supports. So uh, I started in recreation and tourism and then found a way to bring that more to the residents and family and friends in my community. Mm -hmm. So you you said you mentioned some challenges. Challenges, what are some things that you you ran into as you you started up? is the accounting aspect of nonprofit management. And that was, you definitely covered that in great detail in your book. I appreciate those notes. And I took that on early on in the organization to do the bookkeeping myself and keep track of things, obviously, to want to be able to manage the grant Mm -hmm. aspects and and the money flow. But now in handing that off and having a part-time bookkeeper and utilizing all the functionality of QuickBooks online, it's such a relief. So it's kind of those growing pains of, of a small organization and, and growing the capacity. Yeah. And when you're starting out, you just kind of do everything yourself. <laughs> I've been there, done that. Yeah. Exactly. And I grew up in a family business, so I, I still sit at my grandfather's desk where he paid the bills. It was the desk my mom used to pay her bills. And wow. so I sit there myself and sort through the invoices and, and appreciate what I learned through the family business, but also ways to uh, improve some efficiencies. Mm-hmm. So you are the executive director of Active Southern West Virginia. So talk about that journey, um, your journey to, to your current position. Sure. So like I mentioned, growing up in tourism and recreation, I had that at my fingertips and could be outdoors, could be on the river and on the trails. And it brought me a great quality of life. People were coming from all over the country and all over the world to engage in the New River and the New River Gorge National Park now. But in high school, I was seeing the the peers around me not appreciating, not engaging in it, and going down the wrong path, and mm-hmm. and really not having the respect for the area or their state, just trying to find their way out. Like, oh, there's nothing to do here. And we hear a lot of youth say that. So when the opportunity came for Active Southern West Virginia and it was just an idea and an initiative at that time, I said, I need to do that. I know what that can do. That can help to tide the bind between the residents and their area and recreation, and it's going to help to combat the health conditions that we're facing in West Virginia, too. So it just comes full circle Mm -hmm. for me to be able to give back to the community through physical activity. So when did you get the vision for the, you said you've been up now, up and running since 2015. 
Did it take a while for you to launch or were you just volunteering or? Well, the concept for Active Southern West Virginia was already in place. Okay. The New River Gorge Regional Development Authority, mm-hmm. the Four County Economic Development Authority in their 2014 strategic plan said, we want to have an impact on the health of the residents because that's the health of our workforce. And mm-hmm. they were seeing as they're trying to recruit businesses into the industrial parks, they're asking, okay, well, we're going to need three or 400 employees. What are the healthcare costs going to be of those three and 400 employees? And the answers weren't great. And wow. so uh, the team at that time and still the New River Gorge Regional Development Authority is a strong supporter of our initiative said, we need something. Those stakeholder, stakeholders identified a group in Richmond, Virginia that has active RVA. Mm. So there's a bit of a model and programs in place. Mm-hmm. However, we're very different from Richmond, Virginia, geographically, mm-hmm. culturally. And so I applied for the position of executive director. Uh, the framework was there. The idea was there. And they handed me a laptop and they said, okay, now just go do it all. <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> yeah. And, and But that's very fun. I love group dynamics and communications and seeing what people will do. So I was like, well, let's just try stuff out. Let's just see what people will do. Yes, yes, yes. So what keeps you now? You've been in, you know, your current position now for um, since 2015. So you'll be, you know, 10 years in no time, right? Um, what keeps you in the sector? What keeps you in nonprofits? Because it's not easy. I, you know, I know you know it's not easy. So what keeps you in the nonprofit sector? Well, it is long-term work. To see the mm-hmm. results and to see the changes, you have to stick with it. To do community development, community work, you're building relationships. And so I just love people. And to see those people and those relationships, that keeps me going. And I'm also a very systems and structure-based person. So it's taken this amount of time to put Mm -hmm. the systems in place around the programs and then a pandemic and then relaunching programs and getting people back out and comfortable that we're at a point to to begin to scale it up. So now I'm excited at the opportunities for more partnerships and more ways to expand around West Virginia. So talk about some of those partnerships. What What's a new and exciting partnership that you had recently established? So uh, WVU School of Public Health is a nice. great part. They've been a longtime partner, mm-hmm. but opportunities continue to come up there where we can Uh, really evaluate the impacts of our kids run club programs or after school program doing behavior surveys pre and post behavior surveys to see do they have increased confidence in physical activity are they able to decrease screen time and then my favorite question in in that survey are they able to get somebody at home more physically active with them Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we're seeing about 70, 75 percent response to yes, they that's can. Good. Yeah. That's so good. that's a so good little inspiring ripple. their parents and guardians. And yeah. Yes. Good ripple effect there. So other partnerships, a lot of partnerships with Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. So city, county, state, state parks, um, our county parks are such a valuable asset mm-hmm. to small communities and rural places. So love to be able to support them and partner with them and help bring programming to small parks. Awesome. So I, I like that you're evaluating. That's that's going to help you with your sustainability and being able to tell your story. So let's think about 
um, maximizing impact. What does that term mean to you when you when you hear maximizing impact? What does that mean to you? Well, I took a few notes on that question Mm -hmm. and and did put in there relationship building. Mm -hmm. So those partnerships, because human beings aren't just one initiative. There's, There's the holistic approach. And so you need all of the partners around to, mm-hmm. uh, to improve and progress that one individual. We're just working in physical activity. We need the partners in nutrition right. and mental health mm-hmm. for the individual. Um, also with maximizing impact, I think transparency, the, the trust and transparency and how you're working and what your goals are and, and why you're, uh, what your strategies are, why you're, why you're doing programming, and then um, continuity in the systems, keeping things in a routine. That way they can be measured. And that's going to build the trust there when you think about it, when people realize that you're serious and you're, you're going to be there, yep. like you said you are. And you're not going to go away. There's one representative yeah. a few years ago I went to to garner support and, and really help us out, and he said, well, you're not going to stop asking me, so I think I better <laughs> say yes. <laughs> There you go. Um, So I see you have my book, Maximizing Impact, Success Strategies for Dynamic Nonprofits. What chapter or chapters resonated with you as you read? Leadership. Leadership. Okay. Okay. So I found myself in all the different types of leadership, and I'm going through, and I'm like, well, I can't be just one. That's kind of how I felt too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I have a staff and they're in different places mm-hmm. in their growth. And so you're a, a different type of leader right. with each staff person, but then they come together in a room and you need to be a certain mm-hmm. leader and with certain types of work. And it just becomes multifaceted very quickly. But that really gave me a lot of language for me to understand what they need and, and to really assess mm-hmm. and be like, okay, that employee does need me to be this type of leader right, for them. Right, right, right. Absolutely. It's hard to do. You just you have to be flexible and reactive to your, your team. Absolutely. So when you think about your programs, which ones do you think are most impactful and how do you know? That's a tricky question because I love them all and and I feel like there's value in all of them and and ultimately we're an organization that's fostering volunteerism Mm -hmm. so that is the capacity growth that is empowering individuals to be responsible for their own health it's prioritizing health in the household that the other needs are just as important as everybody still getting their exercise and Um, taking care of themselves Mm -hmm. so most proud I think is uh, our kids run club program and that we've been initiating that since 2015 so we see kids coming in semester after semester for a free after school program so some what grades do you serve primarily third through fifth grade okay and we want to target that age group because they're not in middle school yet where they tend to identify with being athletic or not mm-hmm. being athletic. Okay. Okay. And by incorporating a lot of game bl- gameplay, all-inclusive gameplay, you can get a lot of activity accomplished in mm-hmm. a short amount of time, and it can be really fun. Right. And so they feel good about 
what they're able to do, what it's doing for their bodies, and can really stick with them. Good, good, good. So what strategies have you used? And you mentioned, you know, it could be you mentioned evaluation. So just just figuring out, you know, what difference your programming is making. What would you, what other strategies have you used to, to really maximize your impact? One we're working on, I'll say it's definitely a big work in progress, is trying to get more physician referrals. Mm. So we have our community captain program, our individuals who lead physical activities on a regular basis. Right now we have over 60 volunteer community captains around Southern West Virginia. So Mm -hmm. that's aerobic classes, running groups, walking, pickleball, yoga, chair aerobics, bike spin classes. And they're consistent and they're on a schedule and Mm -hmm. the volunteers are all situated in their small rural areas that it would be great to have more physician referrals to those programs. And when they see somebody who could benefit from more physical activity, if they're pre-diabetic, they have high blood pressure, that they're able to give them a confident referral to a community program. So have you tried to connect with physician groups? or? Yes, we have. And the West Virginia Health Connection okay. is a great team out of WVU. And Keys for Healthy Kids mm-hmm. in Kanawha County, making those clinic community connections, right, right. you know, doing interviews, putting together promotional material for physicians and health education materials so that they can figure out programming. Programming is hard to nail down and know exactly what's going on, but trying to package that in a way that can make that referral easy. Mm-hmm. And then all of our community captain programs are in HIPAA compliant software. So the, it, the technology already exists for them to make the referral and then electronic medical records can be shared. Their participation frequency can be shared back to the physician and they can say, okay, I see you did attend these classes. Mm -hmm. And if we can bring that full circle to where we can see the impacts as well on lab results and their physicals to say, hey, we have a drop in blood pressure. Hey, That'd we have awesome. somebody who's no oh, longer yeah. pre-diabetic. That so is awesome. That's the big work. So you, you, you've mentioned volunteers a number of times. How many volunteers do you have working with you? How many like, staff, paid staff? or We are a staff of six. Six. Okay. So myself as executive director and then a director for each of our program areas. So we have mm-hmm. a workplace wellness director, a community captain director, youth program director, and recently a development director. And then we have an AmeriCorps VISTA. Okay. okay. And so this this team of, oh, and a part-time bookkeeper. We have six and a half. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, then within each program area, there are layers of volunteers. So those 60 community captains, the Kids Run Club programs currently in 22 elementary schools. And each of those elementary schools has three to four volunteer coaches. So there's usually 100, 110 Kids Run Club volunteers. Workplace wellness sites, we're working intensely with 11 sites right now, and so there's a point person at each workplace with those work sites. I think we're a site at the Greater Canal Valley. You Fund. are. Megan Simpson. Megan, is, yeah, we were competing. We just finished our 60 miles in 60 days. Wonderful. Yes, yes, yes. Awesome. It seems like you have quite a team. It's a lot of a lot of moving parts there. It is, and yeah. 
it's it's wonderful. It's really great. Like I mentioned in leadership styles and is to see them grow in those roles and take on mm-hmm. the responsibility and ownership of those programs. So, you know, rather than having positions that are across all programs, they're positions per program. Mm-hmm. And it really gives that ownership and it creates that point person again. So those relationships can build with the volunteers right. and participants for trust. It's awesome. So what, and you, you mentioned the connecting with the physicians, what other, and I, I, I would think that's a growth opportunity. When you think of other ways that you can grow as a program or as an organization, what are some other things that come to mind? So we have had um, success in partnership with WVU Extension. So extension agents in each county, and oftentimes those are the nutrition experts Mm -hmm. that can complement a program and activity per county. But then we can provide more of the physical activity resources so that partnership has been wonderful, and I, be, I, I really think that's a way to expand into other counties mm-hmm. in the state, too, is to support their work and what they need to get more programming and health education done because they're just one person in, in an entire right. county. Right. So looking at ways to, to grow there. And then, again, the city and county parks who are often understaffed in the programming area mm-hmm. where they have seasonal people, we can help to bring in. Um, volunteer structure, that more programs could be facilitated by volunteers at mm-hmm. those sites rather than relying on staff. So you, you mentioned starting in Fayette County. So what other counties are you? do you have programming? Our focus counties are Nicholas, Fayette, Raleigh, Summers. That was the footprint or is the footprint mm-hmm. of the New River Gorge Regional Development Authority. Okay. Okay. Through the pandemic, we grew into Boone and Kanawha County. Okay. We will accept anyone interested anywhere in the state. So if there's a business that wants to do workplace wellness anywhere in West Virginia, they are welcome to apply for our free training and opportunity at our mini grants mm-hmm. with workplace wellness. Same with our kids' run clubs. Um, kind of, you know, the hidden gem in the pandemic with our work is that people were more receptive to doing online trainings right. and meeting with us online. So it's like, oh, if you want to have an elementary school run club, we are happy to, let's do the coaches training through Zoom. Let's Mm -hmm. go through the coaches manual online. We can mail you the coaches manual so you can take a look at that. And then we're going to continue to follow up and see how it's going, if you're having any troubles with registrations or how you want to lead your practices each week. So six county focus, but organically growing. Growing, okay. And open for you know, open to serve wherever. Yes. Absolutely. What, when you think of your, um, the resources that you need to take your program to the next level, what, what are some of those? I would still say more partners. More partners. Mm-hmm. In health clinics and, you know, going back to the, you know, physician referrals, we're doing great in the recreation sector mm-hmm. and the parks and rec sector, but in healthcare, we need the preventative healthcare Absolutely. champions yes. uh, to align with us and, and combine resources there so we can help to manage the chronic diseases and, and prevent chronic diseases from happening in the first place. Um, also, for that growth potential and, and going to the next level, we have venue partners. So in order for these volunteers to lead a free physical activity, they need a 
safe place to do that. Mm -hmm. So we have a venue partner form. We have partners who simply offer their space for free for an aerobics class or Zumba class or Mm -hmm. soul line dancing. And we additionally ensure those partners. We set up a policy for how the volunteer is going to access the space. And then we will give them the data on the participation. So if there's anything they can Mm -hmm. leverage in how they are supporting community programming, we'll report back on how many people, how frequency of the use of the space. Interesting. So I'm, I'm thinking, what about people who may be at, in the community offering Zumba classes and having people pay a small fee or something? Could they be a part of the network? Right now, our policy is that everything is free. Everything is free. Okay. Okay. What can work and does work sometimes, those individuals, they've built that into what their income needs to be, and they mm-hmm. have costs. And, right. But if they would offer once a month for free. Offer maybe. Okay. You okay. know, just yeah. some free here and there that right. still creates the opportunity for somebody to come in mm-hmm. and get that experience. Kind of like get an introduction yeah, to a, a Zumba class or something. A demo session, an intro right, session, right. that kind of mm-hmm. thing. So anybody who's already in um, fitness, fitness world and fitness instruction um, definitely become great partners mm-hmm. with us. Right. And, and gym owners, there's a Pilates studio in Oak Hill, and she's doing once a month free Pilates in the park. Interesting. Okay. So it's great to have those experts offer their time. But we do always stick to maintaining that it's a free program for participants. Okay. Okay. Um, If there's someone listening who is thinking about starting a program similar to yours, what advice would you have for them? I would have the, the advice of, you know, setting up the consistency and the continuity. So it's, you know, the volunteers are are going to hear the same thing each time. They're Mm -hmm. going to be routined in the information. And then having that home base of where the programming lives. So for us, it's our website calendar. Mm -hmm. There's Facebook posts and events and other social media and there's flyers, but those things can become outdated really quick Mm -hmm. or you can miss information. So um, keeping tabs on programming is challenging, and so we found our website calendar is the best place. Okay, to keep updated. Yes, okay. and we, we just did some recent updates to it, so it views better. You can filter things. You can search in and just do Kanawha County, and you can see everything in Kanawha County. You could do just aerobics and see everything that's nice. an aerobic-type nice. class. Mm-hmm. Just trying to make it more accessible. So what are some programs or special events you have coming up that you may want to share? So for uh, Kanawha County, we have a lot of things going on um, with Orlando as a partner. So we've branded them as the Active Owl Partnership in Kanawha County. Um, The Soul Step classes, yoga, Zumba, Zumba boot camp. The Fit Lot. Have you been to the Fit Lot that's Mm -hmm. outdoor exercise equipment? Where is that? Is that in the East End? I know there's. It a, is, and I've, I've driven by. It. Yeah, and you're like, what kind of playground is that? Yeah, well, it's actually adult an adult. Play, yes, adult playground. Yeah. Um, and then there's um, intro to Tai Chi and Nitro. We have a few more individuals getting trained currently in Tai Chi, so mm-hmm. we're excited to expand more of that. And then lots of hikes throughout the Nerva Gorge National Park. 
We have running groups that have been popping up this spring. We have a Fayetteville running group, Beckley, Huntington, and Charleston running groups. So everything, again, is on our website calendar for those. Then we do race events. So we do big race events, and we do some free race events. So on June 10th, we're going to do a free family triathlon at Lake Mm -hmm. Stevens. So just outside of Beckley on Route 3, People can run, bike, and paddle all mm-hmm. for free with us. We have great sponsors supporting that, and we want to teach and coach people into those activities. Good, good, good. And your website address is? ActiveSWV.org. ActiveSWV.org. Awesome. So as you look to the future, what gives you hope? You know, we're, we're living in some tough times, and we're all, we're all seeing the stats and how, you know, poorly we may be doing in in our state. What gives you hope for the kind of work that you're doing, keeping people active? It's the people I see thrive through the programs. And for example, one young couple that recently started doing a walking group in Anstead with us. And uh, it's become their, what they get up in the mornings to do. They are so excited. They've added other days for walking groups. They've added hikes into the programming. They're making different graphics to post online to get people coming out. They're doing beautiful group pictures when everyone does come out. Mm -hmm. And so when you can see these individuals thrive with an opportunity to be a leader and be somebody, be that mentor, and it's a healthy, they're a healthy mentor. They're a healthy friend to somebody. And then also when I see my staff thrive. Mm -hmm. And so a young lady, India, who's worked with us for five years, started as an AmeriCorps VISTA. Two years of AmeriCorps VISTA, then she came on as a Kids Run Club director, now she's youth program director, and there's still opportunity for her to grow and expand in the organization. She's got a career ladder. Even though it's just six and a half of you, there's still opportunity for a career ladder. That's There are, and and the the bigger we go Mm -hmm. geographically, the more we need to all elevate into our roles. Wonderful, wonderful. Any parting words? No, I just appreciate this opportunity to speak with you and how gracious you've been to share your knowledge. And I encourage everyone to check your book out. It's a great reference tool for anyone who's needing and wanting to work in nonprofit. All righty. Thank you so much. Thank you. (laughs) 